Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of His Only Vice, the film podcast where we discuss the movies that shape us. You guys, I'm rushing through the intro because I'm just so, so happy to have this person as my guest. It's one of my oldest friends. I would say, we'll, we'll sort of maybe try to do the math, but I would say at least 15 years-ish. 10 right. to 15, somewhere in the, somewhere, mm-hmm. we're going to go ahead and ballpark that somewhere between 10 and 15, we've been friends, yeah. um, he's someone I've known, okay, everyone's throwing things at me, um, everyone, <laughs> someone that I've known for, this intro is going amazing, right? um, <laughs> someone that I've known for far too long, one of my best, best friends in the world, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome into your gorgeous little ears, Timmy Lewis, <laughs> or Limmy Tuis, as the internet might know him. And some of us. Timmy, know. hi. Hi, Tilly. How are you? Oh, I'm so much better now that you're here. Oh, good. <laughs> um, so, rumor has it that I'm popping your podcast virginity, kind of. You are, as you did with a lot of my cherries. Oh my over god. Over the years. <laughs> Stop it! Don't, don't, don't tell the, don't tell the listeners. I think they can already figure that out for themselves. Oh, and scene. <laughs> um, how have you been? Uh, g- good. Good. Y- yeah. Yeah. Given you just circumstances. I yeah. Suppose. You just graduated during quarantine. I did from my living room specifically. Right. Yeah. Right. You graduated from living room university with a, yes. um, <laughs> a degree in quarantine science. Yes. I, a, I mastered it. A, what I, is it? A B. What's the science degree? A, a BS. <laughs> science starts with an S. You clearly got BS. a BA. <laughs> Mama. I don't know what I got. Um, so how was your quarantine experience? Did you I do mean, anything? I think that's a very interesting and complicated question, but I think I'm very blessed in the sense that I was able to spend it in a home where I was safe and yes. in a in a very loving community. Yes, we were both um, famously quarantining in Vermont, but saw each other once, yes. um, but, but we were being safe. Yes. But now we're in the same place. We are recording this in person. We are we both are. negative. Yes. Everyone relax. Correct. Um, <laughs> chill, folks. Chill, everyone. Um, I'm so happy to have you on the pod. We've I'm been, so happy to be we've here. We've been watching movies together for how long? Mm-hmm. What do you think? When do you think we met? We met... Do you know the date? Well, so I used to play, for those of you who don't know, I used to play baseball with, with my little brother. Kyle. Yes. Whom we love. Um, shout out. Uh, Healthy, hearty shout out. So the funny shout thing out. is... Shout <laughs> out. So, well, the funny, the funny my thing bro- about... my it, younger brother who just bought a house. <laughs> Did he really? Can you fucking believe that? Uh, yes, honestly. Ugh, is he still so in Florida? Annoyed. Yeah, that's the caveat, is that he has to live in that house in Florida. Thrilling. Thrilling. Nobody wants that. Um... But so the funny thing is that when I say play baseball, mm-hmm. plays in quotes because I was on the bench yeah, you were most more of the, the time. Former, yeah. And Dilly, Dilly Pickle here used to bring Kyle things, drink, food. Oh, sure. Yeah. And we. And would, I think my dad was maybe coaching at I, that Probably. Time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you, we, we would get to talking and. Like literally about movies and stuff. Yeah. And um, then theater. And that's how I, that's, that's right. part of the reason I credit you with, with my sort of leaping into at least our theater community, which then, you know, sort of trickled into you studying musical theater st- in college, fully at, getting a BFA at Penn State University, which he is a fully decked in I, Penn State. I gear always right got a rep. You gotta mm, rock in the swag mm-hmm. um, to Timmy's parents. I'm terribly sorry <laughs> for, for making your child an artiste. <laughs> Not a businessman in a suit. Be nowhere without you, Dilly. A businessman in a suit. Um, Should we just like go? 
Wait, I, wait. We should, we should, we should tell the story of the first time. This is my first memory watching a movie with you. Oh, it was when we tried to watch Van Helsing. Oh God, but you're so embarrassing. Shout out to your wonderful mother, Gloria. <laughs> she was like, um, Dylan, Timmy, of course, can come over, but he can't watch radar movies. Oh God. <laughs> well, she just so I had been I I had been homeschooled for six years. That's right. From third oh my God. through eighth grade. I forgot and about that. high school was my first time in public school in right. six years. You and were staggeringly well adjusted. Maybe it's because you were like doing sports and stuff. Well, you know, doing sports and like lyric and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm a bit of a social butterfly, as they say. Peter Pan. Um, yes. Which uh, did you enjoy the show? Sparecrumsa. Did you enjoy Peter Pan? Tim, literally, fuck off. Oh, you know that's, that's you know right. That's you didn't see it. Okay, he's. This is a low blow, <laughs> listeners, because <laughs> I couldn't see my best friend starring as Peter Pan, and this fucking low life star is I don't even know John. John, you are a bed sheet the whole time. You know the name, so. Um, Because I had chicken pox as a junior. Yes, that is a true story. Yeah. But anyways, um, what were we talking about? I I, I came to high school. Well, because I knew you going into high school, so Mm -hmm. I sort of had somebody to shepherd me into like a friend group and like have a a very, you, Melissa Timbers, like you guys sort of became like my parents. Shout out. Future guest of the pod, Melissa Timbers, also Um, a movie lover. And so we- uh, we started hanging out a lot and I would, I would come here a lot. I would go to, you know, everyone's houses. And I think that, that my mom sort of had a, wanted to shelter me a little bit more because yeah. you guys were all seniors and yeah. I was a freshman. Right. And <laughs> okay. I just, <laughs> I remember the, uh, I remember that night and, and I was so embarrassed because I felt like we were like in the lobby. A, and I felt like, like a child. It was whatever. Yeah. And then we probably watched, Radar to movies. I think we watched Van Helsing that <laughs> yeah, night. Yeah. Sorry, Glow. Love you. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, Accept and it and move on. D- but listen, your parents are uh, obsessed with me and I'm obsessed with them. So of course. As they, it's, as, all, it's all good and well. As you all should be. So speaking of Radar movies. <laughs> speaking of which, I have a list. <laughs> you have a list of, of just rated R. <laughs> X-rated. X-rated only. This is, we are just reviewing oh, Pornhub the um, whole time. NC-17, sorry. Is That's that, what it actually is. I've never, I don't know if I've seen one. Do they um, exist? I thought that that just like seemed like folklore. Yeah, no, it's real. Like there's an NC-17 cut of Requiem for a Dream. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure there's an NC-17 cut of, um, fuck, some movie with a lot of sex that I can't remember. But now it's they just, just like, like they just like make movies. them like yeah, they just like make them unrated now because like you can't put an NC-17 movie in a theater. I don't think. Yeah, so but you can put like, our movie in. Yeah, like the only difference is like naked stuff which is ridiculous because everyone sees everyone naked anyway i've never seen anyone naked. oh me neither but everyone else present company excluded everyone's <laughs> naked um i actually never i've never been naked actually really i actually came out of my mom's womb in boxer shorts a loincloth not briefs <laughs> boxer, boxer shorts this <laughs> the loose fitting you know the hanes ones with the stripes yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely plaid really let's yeah, be honest I would say, that's yeah. the classic yeah boxer short yeah just like just like what, Dilly? <laughs> Never mind. Um, so. <laughs> Timothy. Yes. Let's hear it. Lay it down. Okay. Well, movies I wanna, that you love. I, I want to preface this. Timmy's hell bent on starting drama. <laughs> <laughs> He's literally only here to be a controversial figure in the, well, just, in the in his only vice canon. Okay. 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 Listen. Do you want the villain edit? Is that what you want? Hey, I'll take what I can get. Ooh. Oh. Same. <laughs> Quarantine, am I right? <laughs> it's driven us all mad. Okay. 
This Pregnant. episode, this obviously, this episode obviously can't be released already. <laughs> no, 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 you're gonna need to make a director's cut. Yeah. Um, but what did we expect? I am, I, I have the record for the longest friend on on this podcast. You do. I think you are my first Vermont friend, even on yeah. here. Yeah. Which, I, which I think That's you know wild. has its pros and its cons. I think I'm highly underqualified. I mean, I. Am also highly unqualified. That's I only true. tell myself I'm qualified because I've seen seven million movies. Okay. Well, you Jimmy? did 13 going on 31, so that really says something. Oh, <gasps> fucking K. He's starting already, <laughs> stirring the pot. Absolutely. Uh, the pot. Here we go. Listen, here we go here I respect we go. all my guests and their opinions. Really? Okay. Really? Mm. Come on. Why don't you test me? All right. Well, you want to hear my taste? Yes. We might end this early, I have a feeling. Yeah. I'm going to shut my computer. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. Um, so, uh, what I was prefacing this was steamroll. I have, I have so, I have so many, and I think I really related to. Um, I think it was Carly, had a very sort of oh yeah, almost ec- eclectic. Bitch, this is a fan. You're a true fan, I, Timmy. You're I, the you only, gotta be. You're the only one referencing current. I mean, future. I mean, fuck oh my past gosh. <laughs> Guys, I'm stroking out <laughs> as we speak. Brb. Um, this is what happens when you put 15 years of friendship exactly. on a mic. Um. That being said, I have a list. And when I say a list, I mean like I have categories. Okay. So I'm going to blow through them. And then we'll, and we'll you double can back. Okay. Pick out ones that, you know, tickle your fancy, okay. if you will. Diddle my cuddle, if you will. All right. So I've got big ones that okay. I like to start with. And this one, the first two are ones that I put at the top <clears> of my list, period, end of story, top 10 always. And that's Inception and Avatar. Oh, and Star Trek, the remake. With Chris Pine. Yes. Okay. I think part of that's because I walked into it being like, Ugh, Star Trek. And I watched it. I said, I'm in love. Anyway. And then I met Zachary Quinto once and I told him that. Anyway. Uh, yeah. You, did you? Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I have to name drop once. At least once. You're a thin kid. <laughs> you have to be insufferable at least once. <laughs> How dare you made me what I am. Again, I apologize. You showed me every YouTube video. I apologize for ever. even inviting you. I'm regretting this. Yeah, me too. Anyway. Okay. And then there's stuff like... Uh, Inglorious Bastards, which I love, um, which in a similar vein, uh, Kingsman. Um, okay, why? Well, I'm wondering how that's in a similar uh, I vein. I guess but we'll uh, double back. The <laughs> it's like camp and action, yeah. I guess camp it. action, yeah. Gore to an extent. Actually, I've never seen it. Oh my god, I know. You you mentioned a movie that I haven't seen. <gasps> Is that a first? Ding 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 ding. Here's hey. your prize. Yeah. Yes. No, there's, there, of course, there's a uh, Carly actually to reference a past guest. Mm-hmm. Uh, she gave me a movie that I hadn't seen. Is that Tom Hanks, like music video, M- music, music movie. video. Yeah. Music, yeah. Music, yeah, music, music video. video. Yeah. 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 He was in, he, he actually did a couple <laughs> he was of Madonna in videos. Lines, I think. Oh, you didn't see him right. In the back, right. But. Right. Right. Cause that song was too busy talking about rape anyway. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> moving here we are. On. Here we are. Here we are. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Work. One of the few movies that my family actually has like bought on the television to have whenever we want to watch it. Right, right. Um, so that's good. And I just like Marvel Universe, anything. Um, I used to have the Iron Man movie on my iPod Nano video and I would watch it on repeat. Um, mm-hmm. But also like the first one. The first one. Yeah. Which was written by, partly written by uh, Hawk Otsby, who okay. is, do you know Aiden? Yes. Aiden Otsby, our friend. From South Burlington. Oh. Who is in the um, I didn't realize Art he... Collective 99 Neighbors. I didn't realize he was a he was a screenwriter. What? His dad is a screenwriter. He wrote Iron Man. He wrote Cowboys vs. Aliens. He was one of the writers of Children of Men. 
you know, famously, famously, huh? Alfonso Cuaron, my God. Yeah. Yeah. One of my gods. One of my many gods. I sort of have a pantheon of director gods. <laughs> yeah, the, all of them. Who's who is the who's the Zeus of your pantheon of director gods? Okay, so obviously you're not a fan of you. you. Of your like, yeah. Why do I want to say it's like Greta Gerwig? It's not. Don't patronize. Although I do love Greta Gerwig, <laughs> but her her oeuvre is not big enough yet. Oh, it's it's um it's um. Come on, shit, shit. Three names. <gasps> P T A. Paul Thomas Anderson. Oh, fuck me. I'm sorry. It's my number one. And then, like, right under that is, like, David Fincher, David Christopher Fincher. Nolan, Alfonso Cuaron, Greta Gerwig, <laughs> um, Yorgos Lanthimos. How do you feel about... Barry Jenkins. Um, Peter Farrelly. Is that what you're about to say? <laughs> no. Are you about to stir the pot again? <laughs> no, never you mind. Know, I you know, hate it. We're going to go back. We're going to go back to my movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, like I said, uh, like all the Marvel stuff, the Star Wars ones, like, Imitation Game. Oh, love. I love. That year, that best picture year it oh, was great stacked theory of everything birdman birdman right was that, or was that boyhood year yeah that's all the same year all the same year yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and we love you know bend my dick covered my snatch he's Excuse phenomenal <laughs> oh jesus christ <laughs> i can't stand you um but then i'm just gonna blow through these these so th- but then i have like comedies that really shaped me mm-hmm. because that's you know basically what this is all about all the christopher guest movies Waiting for Guffman, especially. Parker Posey, so underrated in Waiting for Guffman. Okay, you ready for this? You ready for an insufferable name drop? Met what? her at an Italian restaurant in the West Village. Okay, you can go to hell. I hate you. And by met, I mean stared at her and didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. Um, but more recently, Knives Out. Okay, love uh, Series of Unfortunate Events. Now, now this is where it gets interesting. Television because program or no, movie? No, no. I don't like the television okay. program. Oh, because you love Jim Carrey. Okay. Because I love Jim Carrey. We'll get there, I'm sure. We'll get there. Dumb and Dumber, and The Grinch. Not now. Peter Farrelly. <laughs> no, but I do like Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> um, and I love The Grinch. I love the live yeah, action yeah, Grinch. Yeah. Gr- I do. That movie is a camp classic. Christine Baranski, hello. Okay, thank you. Because a lot of I get a lot of shit for that. It also has a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. Does it? Yeah. Oh, it was received horribly. It's so fun. I love it. It shaped me. I, I, oh shit. Okay. Throwing <laughs> things at me again. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. Um, that, that really, I mean, we'll get to Jim Carrey in a bit. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. It, you yeah know, that movie is so me. fun. Mm-hmm. So also, fun. ensemble classics. Crazy Stupid Love, She's the Man, Book Smart. Panda uh, Birdsman. Have you ever heard of, <laughs> I would do that a little bit. Yeah, have you, you know ever, I love Book Smart. You ever heard of American Graffiti? Yes, but never seen. Okay, Another we should talk one. about that at some point. But then I have other ones. The Terminal. Okay. Tom Hanks, Catherine Zeta-Jones, yep. Stanley Tucci, and Ma- Stanley Daddy. Stanley, Stanley <laughs> Touch Me is more like Tucci it. Gang, Tucci Gang, Tucci, Tucci Gang. Tucci Gang, Tucci Gang. Now, which that movie would be nothing without Diego Luna and Zoe Saldana. <sighs> Diego Luna. <sighs> now, but also rated as Steven Spielberg's worst movie of all time. I mean, if you're Steven Spielberg, you can do whatever you want. True. <laughs> um, but other ones are In Bruges. You know what's so funny? What? Is I have never seen all of In Bruges, but I was just re-watching the trailer today, and I was like, I should probably like finish this. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, Even though, ultimately, I think Martin McDonough was just doing Coen Brothers drag, but whatever. Yeah, but um, as a fan of Drag Race, you should know yeah. that drag can yeah. be <laughs> You're right. <Good>. wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, and just, every you know, Bernie Gleeson and Colin Farrell and yeah. Rafe Fiennes. Again. Not Ralph. Daddy Fiennes. Fiends. Okay. Have you ever heard Dilly. me say? Have you ever heard me say? I used to think that. Yeah. I used right. to think that yeah. until. Yeah. Um, until 
I was like, mm, Reef, and mm, that. Mm, Reef, <laughs> mm. <laughs> You're disgusting. Oh, 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 Voldy, 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 more. <laughs> I like him with his his whole nose. Any holes a goal. Oh, if if you got Norfis, <laughs> that's that's all okay. I need. Okay, this is PG thirteen podcast. <laughs> Just kidding. Is it? Since he's seventeen, I think. Mama. Anyway, there you Rated go. That's, e for explicit. I think that's I think that's my list. Is there okay, any where do we even start? I okay, don't know. Obviously, Inception is like one of my all time faves. Absolutely, that's like my birthday movie. That's the movie I want to watch on my birthday. Have you seen Tenet yet? No. Okay, Tenet is mm-hmm. like Inception on steroids in okay. terms of like ambition, audacity, audacity, audaciousness. Is that not the same? Same thing. Okay. Um, but I was like, how many ways can I say that? Um, oh shit. Okay, someone's popular, blowing up on my podcast. Who I love. Okay, subtle (laughs) mentioning that he's straight. Everyone relax. (laughs) Um, Has a girlfriend. Okay, Uh, bragging. I do. You're just. Um, What was I gonna say? Um, Okay, yeah. So obviously, I, I I die for Christopher Nolan and Tenet Mm. is Inception. Speaking of drag, Tenet (laughs) is Inception drag. Um, (laughs) How can you drag your own work? Oh no, I love, I love, I love, I love, I love. Of course, this Tenet is like Nolan. Topping himself, it's like Pete Nolan. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I'm snail trailing around the kitchen thinking about it. Um, <laughs> okay, so what else? Uh, um, you mentioned what was your top three? Star uh, Star Trek, uh, Inception, Avatar, and Star Trek. Okay, <laughs> what do you, Timothy? <laughs> what? Famously, I'm anti Avatar. Are you? And anti James Cameron in general. Just kidding. I of think course. James Cameron has like, uh, there is no denying he changes cinema like once every 10 years sure um and 2009 was no i exception. mean terminator titanic, titanic avatar come on yep um but now he's like dedicated it's so sad that like someone who is like so genre pushing as him mm-hmm. is now like locked into like four more avatar movies like are we not going to get another like james cameron original no uh, yeah um but i don't i i, I love the experience of watching avatar mm-hmm. and i Every time that's on, I'll like get sucked in. Like one time, Chris Casano yeah. and I, shout out Chris Casano, another love him. Vermont friend. Yeah. <coughs> oh my God. Crying thinking about him. Um, he and I put on Avatar in his kitchen, like on his little kitchen TV. And we sat there and watched it for like three hours. And yeah. we, it, it was like an hour in, but when you watch it on TV with commercials, it's so fucking long that like, yeah. oh my God. We were literally just like stuck glued to the TV. Um, but I do think it is just Pocahontas with blue people. I mean, yeah, that's what that's what a lot of. I mean, I mean, yeah, everything's everything is Romeo and Juliet anyway. Something people. <laughs> yeah. um, any love story? Every love story is Romeo and Juliet, and I'm the first person to think that. I'm the first person to make that You're hypothesis. You're so different. Um, what else? Um, Star Trek. Okay, Star Trek. Um, yeah, interesting choice. It, it's sort of just like there for me. I don't really have an opinion like sure. as. Um, mm-hmm. but Chris Pine is probably my favorite Chris. Mm-hmm. I will say that. Well, I'm like a slut for just so much. Flash and spectacle, and oh, that's yeah. part of the reason I'm really drawn to Mad Max Fury Road is because yeah. I mean, there's like little to no dialogue. Yeah, I mean, movie. Mad Max Fury Road is a perfect movie. I thought it was gonna would, sweep the I, Oscars that year. Well, did it not? I mean, it did really well, but I literally thought it was gonna win everything. It was just like winning back to back to back to back to back categories. And what's crazy is they didn't nominate Charlize Theron, which is well, of course, insane. they're not going to. I mean, like, are they gonna nominate anyone for any Marvel movie ever? I'll just also, yeah. I just want to say, I change the way I say Theron or Theron every single time. Of course you do. No consistency. It's like um, uh, uh, was it Cassie Levy? K- Casey, Casey Levy. Levy. It's See? Casey Levy. Is it? 
I change it every time. Stephen Pascal, Pasqual, Pasqual, Pascal. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. there's like little there's like little names where you're like back to Broadway. We go. Please (laughs) shut it down. Um, Oh my god, not Broadway. It's already shut down. Okay, I'm not that much of a devil. I mean, shut this conversation (laughs) down. Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Um, Okay, okay. I'm trying to think of other ones. Say some other ones that you know that I love from that list. Let me just look at it. Okay. I won't look at the actor list. That's okay. Oh, Booksmart. Obviously, I love. There's been, I feel like... there's been an opposite of this podcast. Yeah, oh, yeah, Christopher yeah. Guest movies. Oh, yeah. I love, love, love Best in Show and Waiting for Guffman so fucking Which do you... Much. Okay. Well, and so here's my here's the tea on that. What's the tea on that? Okay. Hear me out. <laughs> I don't think you're going to convince me of anything. I think I'm on board already. Everyone on the internet... Yeah. Is acting brand new about Catherine O'Hara. Oh, and I'm like, my God. Yeah. You dumb, dumb bitches. She has been doing amazing work mm-hmm. in Christopher Guest movies for 20 years or however long. But that's, years. that's the thing. They were doing it before Christopher Guest movies. I, yeah. SCTV because was SCTV. even before that. Yeah. I mean, just watching like skits from, from, um, what's that? Halfwits. Yeah. I mean, I mean, oh, weren't we watching Halfwits yeah. last year together? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you have, you have all these, including, were like, we having um, this conversation about Catherine O'Hara? I don't is know that what led us to watching Halfwits? I don't remember. I'm not sure. Maybe we were talking about whether we, we liked SCTV or Mad TV better. No, that I wasn't you. Remember. I don't think. Anyway, but like you have um, um, John Candy, Catherine O'Hara, Eugene I Levy, mean, of course. The list goes on and on. Martin Short, Martin Andrew Short, Martin. It, yeah. yeah. And you have you have these people who who have been doing this forever. And did you know that there was once a production because they're all Canadian of Godspell? Godspell, yes, of course. Martin Short and Eugene Levy and Andrew Martin. Um, Gilda Radner and Gilda Radner and Paul Schaefer and Paul Schaefer and that to me I was like could you imagine seeing that production and then knowing all the careers that they all went into it's insane it's like it's like seeing I mean, what it, like our shows and all of us becoming like these, I know right like, I mean Mongols there was Mongols um, Mongols 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 what's a Mongol a Mongol's like an animal or like a beast that's a mongoose oh no a, mo- a Mongol is someone from Mongolia so I guess Mongol would be the same oh thing. what the fuck am I saying Mongol Mogul yeah. Mogul is yes, I just said that. But moguls are also the things in Mowgli. skiing. <laughs> Jungle Book. What, we're, we, we're playing Kevin Bacon. <laughs> are, Have you ever played that game? Yeah. We, oh my god, I should do that on this podcast. That should be a new bit. <gasps> yeah. Okay. We'll new do segment. It. We're playing Kevin Bacon later. Okay. Um, we, we, we okay. Could, wait. 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 But go back. Go back. Go back. Go back. What we're talking uh, about? Just like Godspell. Oh, Cass. Well, this like recent production of Godspell that happened a couple years ago. Oh, they yeah. all went on to like crazy careers too. Well, they, some of them had careers beforehand too. Yeah. 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 yeah but yeah, like but Uzo like, Duba had come out of nowhere. Now she has two Emmys. That's true. Lindsay. That's true. Lindsay Mendez had nothing before really. I mean, she was like in stuff, but then mm-hmm. now she's a Tony. Now she's a Tony. So it's like there's all this little. Things. I mean, George Salazar. I mean, like he. George Salazar he, he became like his... a little like a Broadway cult classic, mm-hmm. basically. I mean, Telly was Telly mm-hmm. was kind of already already. Sort yeah, of he name. sort of had a Hunter Parrish was was the name. In Cause, the show. Yeah, because of Weeds. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Yeah, and I love Christopher Guest movies, and I just like I was so reluctant to start this Creek, and I'm finding it more charming. Like the more I sort of slowly get through it. Yeah, I don't um, know why you don't like it so much. It's just, I feel like it relies on a lot of the same jokes and I'm just like a little over it, mm. but I also don't love sitcoms. I like love like a, like a narrative drive. So, which is interesting because l- I mean, you love stuff like, I mean, I, you also love sketch, which I think is, is right, almost a different right. ballpark. Well, so the thing with sketch is like, it's, it's over. It's like, there's the game, there's the, the re- resolution and then it's over. Right. Yeah. Like you have like this five to 10 minute little thing where it's mm-hmm. like, um, Shit's Creek or. Gilmore Girls or Friends or um, even Sex in the City, which I like. I, 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 there are moments of Gilmore Girls that I like, and I, I'm getting into Sex in the City a little more. 
Um, but there are, I, for something like that, I need to be like jadorked to the cast, like Parks and Rec. Like I sure. love the entire cast of Parks and Rec. So that kept me watching it for, you know, X, Y, Z seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Shit's Creek, what's really annoying me and why I was so hesitant to watch it was because everyone was acting like they fucking discovered Catherine O'Hara. And I was like, can you all relax? <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. Which is funny because a lot of these people loved, you know, they came from The Office. They came from Parks and Rec. These, right. These, they wanted like these like. Well, these mockumentary wimpy, styles, yeah. which which Christopher Guest basically invented. Yeah. And so, you know, you, you he basically created a genre. At least made popular. Yeah. Yeah. But even if, but when you watch it, it's clunky. Yeah. It's not smooth. No. And it, I feel fun. like a lot of it rides on improv. I mean, and the whole, there so, was like, there's no scripts yeah. really with those. Yeah. I think so much of that is lost sort of in the, you know. I and think, the children have forgot about Miss Posey. I know we were talking about Parker Posey, yeah. but she is so funny. She's so, so I like, think natural. she, well, she and I, I can't her remember. Audition her audition monologue and Waiting for Guffin. Oh my God, she's brilliant. Girl. Well, also, I think she's the best part of Best in Show. I Fighting. would agree. Yeah, really? No, okay. I don't, we don't need to fight on that. Thank God. <laughs> Although we can later, if you well, want. you want me to say a controversial statement. You want to say a controversial? I statement. didn't love Lady Bird. <laughs> Excuse me, while I choke <clears throat> back vitriol that I'm about to spew. You know what? You I'm going to take the high road here and say that's okay. You have your opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. You're I get it. Thank you. Your I wrong it. opinion. <laughs> um, okay. That's a discussion for a different time. I get it. I get we it. Need to, I get it. We're not here to, to trash things. I I'm not, to, wouldn't even trash it either. First of all, I need to indoctrinate you into liking it. So we'll get to there later. Sure. Ladybird tribe, rise up. Um, send messages Cancel of hate me. to Timmy. Let me to us on Instagram at let me to us. Okay, it's psychotic that I have that memorized. I'm literally obsessed with you. Um, just kidding. I'm not. My um, handle. It's just my name. Let me to us. It's my name. Ba- it's my. It's a. It's not a palindrome. It's actually n- nothing like a palindrome. Just the f- first letter of my last name is swapped with the first letter of my first name. Is it? Are you kidding me? Wait. What's my name, Dylan? Timmy, of course I fucking knew that. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and that is a trained sketch actor. <laughs> <laughs> you went to UCB, didn't you? <laughs> don't, don't remind me. Um, just kidding. Love them. R.I.P. Literally. Oh, my God. R.I.P. Um, okay. Okay. We gotta move on. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> actors, sure, sure, sure. actors <laughs> before we just spiral. Okay, out of okay, okay. Actors and actresses that you love go. Okay, so here's so uh, actresses uh, that you would let peg you go. Uh, oh my gosh. Well, okay. Do, I, I'm not saying this. I was gonna say this before I really was would listen to your podcast. And for one, are you gonna, are you gonna are you gonna pander towards me with this? A little bit. Okay, good. I'm gonna say my number one. Listen, flattery will get you everywhere. <laughs> Keep going, Kate Blanchett. Look at me. Obsessed with Kate. I knew you were going to say that. I was <laughs> no, about to say it with you. But for one performance and one performance only. Okay, let me guess. Dum, 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 da, da, dum, Come on. Dum, dum. Lord of the Rings. No. no. <laughs> See, I knew it as soon as I said it. A, a period piece, though. Carol. Not No. Carol. Stop. Let me guess. Come on. Let me guess one more. Thor Ragnarok. No. Kidding. <laughs> uh, you stupid bitch. Um, okay, wait. Period piece. Elizabeth? Yes. Interesting. Yes. See, I was gonna say Elizabeth or the Aviator, which the Aviator is my second favorite Kate Blanchett performance. Really? Yeah. It is my favorite Kate because, I, well, I think um we're talking about Elizabeth. Is your we're favorite. talking about Elizabeth. Yeah. I mean, also Clive Clive Owen, right? He was the he was uh, Sir Walter Raleigh. Yes. Um. Wow. I just I had forever. never seen I I don't think that up until that point I had seen such or had recognized such poise 
mm-hmm. in a performance. Oh, she's perfection. And I just, I remember watching it and I was, I think I was probably like, I had to be like 15 or 16. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching her and thinking, oh my gosh, that's, that's how you do so much with so little. Yeah. She's truly one of the greatest actresses of all time. Um, and that's, that really, so there you, there you go. There's your bone Thank that you. I'm throwing you. Thank you. But there, Listen, they, look at me. I want you to say your truth on this podcast, on this rodeo, on this radio program. We only speak truth. I like how you almost said rodeo, and that made me think it was going to go a totally different direction. Mm. <laughs> Saddle up, cowboy. Oh, gosh. I can't wait for you to close that computer, and I can just okay. leave. I can't wait for your girlfriend to listen to this. She literally hates me. Uh, just kidding. I, I love you. With you. Never mind. I don't know if she will. <laughs> Hate me? No, I don't know if she'll listen. Oh, don't, don't let her, because I would hate for anyone to listen to this. D- <laughs> Why release it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Obviously, it's a bit. Of course, it's a bit. Okay. It's a bit. Everything's so, a bit. I thought you were going to yell anything seriously, Mike. Stop God. it. Don't be one of those people. Are you, are you the Why can't we? Uh, everything's a bit. Okay, no, keep going. My Love life you. is a Love bit. Love you. Dylan. Look at me. <laughs> Love you. Have it stopped looking back. at you. I love you. Thank you. Okay, keep going. Okay. Um, I'm going to do a little throwback okay. and say the Marx Brothers. Okay, we switched genders. Not oh, that, sorry. Okay, gender is a construct, but right. we did switch genders. We did switch genders. Well, if I, if I'm gonna go, if, if I'm gonna stick with, if I'm gonna stick with my ladies, yeah, just stick uh, with your ladies. Stick okay. with your lady birds. Stop. I'm asleep already. Stop. Um, uh, the, Liz... amount of, the amount of pregnant pauses where we're staring <laughs> lustfully into each other's eyes. Uh, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you had to be there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> too bad. It, pa- okay, I can, literally can't speak. Podcasts are a a construct, <laughs> aural medium. Look at you go. A U R A L. Oh no, I, I know. I aural. <laughs> okay, go. But there will be oral. Um, oh. Liz Taylor in Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. Okay, just that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's really all I've seen. My favorite in. performances of Liz Taylor's are um, acting like she loved any of her husbands. Um, oh, keep hello. <laughs> Five. Shots fired. Um. R.I.P. This is one Liz. we've talked about a lot, and you've talked about on the podcast a lot. Laura mm-hmm. Linney. Um, you know. You know her performance in Ozark Season 3, Episode 9, is Emmy-worthy alone, let I, alone the rest of the season. If she wins an Emmy for that episode, I'm just going to say that I called it in, I would say, late March. Okay. Early April. Okay. Sure. So, I'm putting that on record. I'm putting that on the radio waves. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. Um, it's also on my same. Instagram archive. But here's the thing. I thought Tom Pelfrey was going to win as well, but he didn't even get a nomination. Well, you ain't shit. I guess so. Um, but also her... her. Um, no, but Tom Pelfrey did deserve a nomination. I agree. To earnestly... To be earnest for even one single second, mm-hmm. he did. He did, He was spectacular. Which I did talk to... Um, <laughs> and listen to this one. Jessica Francis Dukes, okay. who plays Agent Maya Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked to her and I asked her, uh, like, uh, Laura... Tom and um, uh, uh, Ju- uh, Julia Julia Gardner. Mm-hmm. I was like, how they have such you know volatile, vulnerable scenes. Yeah, are they there every take? And she said every single one. Crazy. Every single yeah. time. And Julia is like, the real fucking deal. When she won an mm-hmm. Oscar for season two, or an Oscar when oh. she won when she won yeah she actually won a Grammy for season two. <laughs> it was um, wild. When she won an Emmy for season two, I was like, who the fuck is this? Because yeah. I had never seen Ozark, and I was mm-hmm. expecting like one of the Game of Thrones girls to win or something. And then 
this like tiny little blonde girl one and i was mm-hmm. like who is this who's like so meek and, and like then <laughs> i watched season two which spoiler alert if you haven't watched ozark turn this off for the next 20 seconds that monologue she gives about killing um her uncle yeah bitch that's mm-hmm. the episode that she submitted and like eventually won for but holy mm-hmm. fucking shit when i watched that i was like oh can you imagine reading that on the page and being like okay i have to act this now i would literally i would no. end it all i say i actually quit i quit i can't yeah, do this i can't do this same it's with laura linney in episode nine no it's in, it's she it's, has to like literally for all intents and purposes she has to mm-hmm. kill her brother and I then mean, react it that. reminds me of like i mean those those sort of gut-wrenching scenes where you just have to completely throw your whole heart and soul into it like uh uh tony collett and hereditary Oof. and uh florence in um midsummer Midsommar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Midsommar, Midsommar. Those just, those, those scenes where you're just completely, you have to, do you, do you go so, there? But, okay, but here's the thing. With, well, not so much Midsommar, but with, um, actually, yeah, yeah, those are good examples. I, 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 I take it back. Well, mm, no, not Ari even Aster because, a dick. because those two characters didn't have to kill family members. Julia and Laura Linney literally got scripts that said, Kill your family Kill member. Your, yeah. <laughs> Kill them. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's wild to It's me. wild. And wild, that's, wild. I mean, and I think it was Viola Davis who, who was like, if you take, if you take any of that home with you, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. And, and to me, it's like, wow, Listen up, pretentious just, actors. Yeah. Leave work at work. Yep. Jesus. I hate when Method people are like, Method is dangerous. 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 <laughs> dangerous. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, is that all your ladies? Uh, almost. I, I mentioned Zoe Saldana earlier because I think mm-hmm. that she is just really. She is such a glue that holds so many movies together. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy. I think would be. I think while Chris Pratt is funny and charming, I think that she really reigns that whole franchise together. Um, in the Terminal. R.I.P. Which what R.I.P. What? Gamora dies. Oh yeah, I thought you meant the Terminal, and I was like, no, no, who no, died? No, no. <laughs> um. Also, uh, Avatar. I mean, mm, Girls Got Range. That was her start, sort of, wasn't it? You talk about chameleons. Well, there she is. Um, also, right, relax. <laughs> uh, to whom I love, who I just like, people you always you know root for and love, uh, Alicia Vikander and Amelia <sighs> Clark. Oh, well, you're oh. really thrown in. You're throwing in some people that I haven't heard yet on this pod, of course. Well, you know, that's what I came here to do. Um. Yeah, Amelia Clark is great. I did find her like I think she got better as Game of Thrones went on, which I I think you and I both watched this quarantine. Yeah, no, did you no? I watched Game of Thrones like as it happened from season seven on. So for a season, (laughs) two it's eight seasons. Okay, season eight was um, hardly a season. Let's be honest. Do you know when I watched? um, Do you know when I watched um, Game of Thrones was when. I went back to New York after doing Oklahoma and I had that month off. Oklahoma, you mean the show that you understudied me in? Yes. <laughs> yes, that one. Should we have a sing-off? <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> All right, Dylan. <laughs> Should we sing through the score? Kenny? <laughs> Just kidding, I can't because I didn't learn a single line. <laughs> Neither can I, and I learned all the lines. <laughs> um, wait, wait, literally, I was literally, quick tangent. A couple days ago, me and Timmy were hanging out Mm-hmm. And trying to remember songs. I was trying to remember songs. <laughs> song. I sang a song from every Rodgers and Hammerstein show except Oklahoma. I was yeah. like, wait, is this the one? Is this the one? Is this the one? I literally was like, if I loved you. And he yeah. was like, 
wrong show and then i was <laughs> like and then i did something else too i did um you did on the street where you live that's right which is not even rogers and hammer's side <laughs> you're right you're right you're right it was a bit rough anyway anyway so those are my those are like my ladies who i on the street I, where you live <laughs> Also, I, it would be a travesty to not say, you know, Tony Collette and Allison Janney, who we'll get to later. Foreshadowing. <laughs> if you can guess the movie. I'd be very impressed. Yeah. I, I could Listeners. Give, you could give like 50% of the cast and I don't think people would guess it. Yeah, it's probably not that well known. No. Anyway, men. Menses. My boys. All right. Your back boys. to the Marx Brothers. Okay. You know them? Yeah. Yawn. What, why do you say it like that? <laughs> <laughs> like black and white yawn. Oh. <laughs> Again, invented an entire genre. Right. Um, they took vaudeville from the stage to they the screen. They invented what? A Foley kit? <laughs> yawn. <laughs> the Marx Brothers, yawn. How oh, dare you? That's my new thing. That's my new personality. The Marx Brothers, yawn. yawn. <laughs> it's like, it's like I, I don't know. I, you say like, you, you know, you don't love Call Me By Your Name and like Lady Bird and like you're a heathen, but you throw it back a little bit to the the OGs. Throw it way, way back. Yeah, another one's Charlie Chaplin I've got. Okay, he was a Nazi sympathizer. Just <laughs> kidding. He's a communist. There's a difference. Right. Um, but also Jerry Lewis. Big one. Okay, relax. Can we get to someone that's not 104? All right, <laughs> fine. <laughs> Just kidding. I mentioned, I, mean, I mentioned Tom Hanks and Stanley Tucci already. Of course. Oh, Stanley. Uh, you've got your, um, as you guys have referenced him multiple times, as the chameleon of all chameleons, Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. <laughs> My um, daddy. And we'll get to you know what you know what role I want him to play. No. My husband. <laughs> Keep going. Okay, okay. Um, we'll get to. Don't tell me if Jake Gyllenhaal got down one knee and proposed to you, you would say no. Of course not. Of course you would say yes. I would say yes. Of course. Anyway, I want to use the positive. <laughs> <laughs> no false negatives on this pod. Um, let me just spe- let me speed through a couple. Uh, Sam Rockwell. We'll get to him as well. Uh, I love James McAvoy. Love. Love him. Um, so charming in real life, too. Big one. I know I know. Claire already covered him, but Jim Carrey. He's been sort of my number one uh, inspiration, if you will, mm-hmm. um, in film. I can actually see that for you because you are... Um... You are, like, big and broad when you do, like, comedy stuff. I try. But yeah. also... But I've seen you do... You can do subtle, too. Guys, Timmy's yeah. a really good actor. <laughs> oh... I'll admit it. Thank um, you. You're Thank welcome. You. Wait, have you seen um, um, you've seen like the Burton and Schumacher Batman, like Batman, Batman Forever. Uh, Batman is that like uh, Michael Keaton and yeah, 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 yeah. Jim Carrey's the Riddler? Yeah, 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 yeah of course. Okay, just making sure. Yeah, I mean, camp classic. He is so committed yeah. in that. I mean, Tommy Lee Jones is um, Two Face. Yeah, I mean, talk about understanding the assignment. Yeah, I mean, it's like y- y- all the there are like numerous acclaimed critically lauded actors in all of those movies Mm -hmm. and those movies are still terrible but in the best way and when i say terrible i mean so bad they're amazing Mm -hmm. amazing well there's so i mean there's examples of that everywhere and then i think a lot of that comes down to to writing totally i mean like you know remember those movies valentine's day and new year's eve they have every actor ever to win i mean to ever breathe that's what i love about crazy stupid love because i think it i think it wins I think it yeah, it's good. That one's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about ensemble. Yeah, Ryan and Julianne Moore in distress. Julianne Moore. Okay, he literally is a fan. <laughs> you know, you know, no one does 
say it with me. White woman distressed, like Julianne, Julianne Moore, Moore. and yeah. Viola Tony Davis. Collette. Oh, is it Viola Davis? I always say oh, there's a white woman and a black woman who do women oh, in distress yeah. better than anyone else. Julianne. I and guess Viola. I just got Tony on my mind. I love Tony Collette. Tony Collette from Broadway's The Wild Party, Michael John Lacuse's version, Queenie. Okay, crossover. We have some theater knowledge. Well, we have to. I mean, yeah, if you haven't seen Tony Collette sing the score of Wild Party or heard it, go listen to it right now. You're going to be blown the fuck away. If if movie people don't know that Tony Collette can sing, get on it. She actually sings a tiny, tiny little bit in the movie we're going to discuss. Do you remember when they're dancing around in the living room? No. Yep, she's at the table and she does a little singy sing along to the track. Anyway. Anyway. Anyone else? Any other boys? Oh, gosh. I can't. I mean... There are probably some. Oh, uh, uh, Colin Farrell, I think is oh, uh, uh, absolutely to die for. I just actually watched um, the killing of a sacred deer. Oh my um, god! Which I had a friend who watched it with with us, and he and he said, um, he he. I think there's a difference between saying something is bad and saying you don't like something. And he was saying it was bad, and I was like, well, I think it's highly stylized. Yeah. Sorry, it is highly stylized. Yeah, yeah. And it cannot work for you, and, and, and well, you and know where like you know where his style comes from. I think we maybe talked about this. He was maybe, like maybe, he was yeah. very studied and involved in the theater of the absurd. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. So he was like doing all this Greek absurdist mm-hmm. stuff, and then like made it big in the U.S. when he did the Lobster. Oh yeah, um, another Colin Farrell. Yep, and then of course Killing of a Sacred Deer, which Killing of a Sacred Deer was almost too uncomfortable for me to watch. That was that was his least palatable film mm-hmm. for me, um, and then. Uh, the favorite, pregnant I think, pause. is his. Hmm? I said pregnant pause. Pregnant pause. The favorite is probably his most like well known. Yorgos Lanthimos is well known. Hmm? I said sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. no yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is genuinely quite stressful. <laughs> I am, of course, referencing Olivia Coleman's Oscar-winning speech. <laughs> okay. She won an Oscar for her speech. <laughs> yeah. She, she, I mean, someone give her an Emmy for that <laughs> performance. It's truly amazing. Uh, um. Should we talk about the movie? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it after, what, 45 minutes? (laughs) Listen, we just go wherever the wind takes us. That's true. That's true. We do. So, Timmy. Yes, sir. What movie did you bring for us today? I brought, drumroll, aw, The Way, Way Back. The Way, Way Back. Mm -hmm. Like of a car. The dramedy that I've mentioned many times on this podcast. It's it's been a a mention of uh, a movie that if you like this, you should watch this. Mm -hmm. And I think one of them was fucking Lady Bird. Oh. (laughs) Oh, Guess I was wrong. Listeners, you heard it here first. I'm... I know nothing. I'm unique. Um, Okay, so before we jump in, of Mm -hmm. course, I'm going to give, you know, the little breakdown. Mm -hmm. Um, So The Way, Way Back was a 2013 release. Um, directed by Nat Faxon and Jim Rash. And if you are unfamiliar with their work, you might not be as unfamiliar when I mentioned that they won an Oscar for adapting the screenplay of The Descendants mm-hmm. with um, Alexander Payne. So they are Oscar-winning screenwriters who, um, a couple years after they did The Descendants, they had this movie come out called The Way, Way Back, which they actually wrote before The Descendants, but it spent many years in developmental hell. Um, yes. So it's a movie about... It's basically you know like a coming-of-age dramedy, which... Way more on the drama side than I remember, which we yeah. will discuss. Um, and it stars like a whole litany, laundry list of amazing people. There's Steve Carell, you got Tony Collette, Allison Janney, Anna, Anna um, Sophia Robb, Sam Rockwell's in there, Maya Rudolph. And then you got like fun turns from the directors and supporting roles, as well as um, Rob Cordry, who is most famous from um, The Daily Show. He's a correspondent back in the days of Jon Stewart. 
and Amanda Peet is the other sort of mm-hmm. she's sort of the villain other than the, she's this like secondary villain yeah um, so basically it's about like a, a, a shy kid named Duncan who goes on a vacation with his mom and her new boyfriend that you know we all hate um, and it's about like him on this summer vacation in Cape Cod where he sort of like finds himself and finds his tribe and comes out of his shell and we sort of watch him you know struggle with um, being wanted, being unwanted, um, family dynamics, uh, making friends, um, finding himself, coming out of his shell, as I was saying. Um, and then, you know, maybe find a little love along the way. Yeah. In many ways. Mm-hmm. So where do we even start? I don't know. What's your favorite part? That's always a good place to start. Well, <laughs> I mean, that is, I think that's a great question. I, it's, it's, it's one of those, <laughs> it's one of those movies where it's, it's, uh, it's an hour and 45 minutes mm-hmm. and, um, not a lot happens. No, there's not a lot of drive. There's not a lot of narrative drive, but, but that's not to say that it's boring. No, no. I think you're, I think you're fully interested in, in it the whole time. And I think what's great about it is because of its, uh, wide array of, of cast and, and characters, I think that it, it, uh, it appeals to to everyone differently, and I think that depending on where you are in your life and depending on where you might be in the world, mm-hmm. it might affect you uh, differently. And I think it's a, it's a it's a very interesting film in the way that it captures sort of this nostalgic uh, feeling, um, while uh, while still having sort of more of the 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 gravitas, if you will, at, at certain moments. Yeah. Um, and also just... It I definitely mean, relies on nostalgia, which yeah, we'll also get into. For sure. I mean, and also just having Steve Carell play a villain, mm. and not a villain in the fox catcher sense, but like... No, I would I would go as well, far as to say he's the main antagonist. So I sure, would say like sure. A, I guess just someone who's like, <laughs> he's a grade A dick. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. it's it's funny because, you know, I've been a... I've been a I, I watched The Office... Mm-hmm. When it was on television yeah. from season three, Work. so uh, I consider myself like real OG. an OG, yeah, yeah, yeah. OG. And so, like, you get to you know, you watch someone over the course of like ten years, and then he yeah. does a movie like this, and you hate him. You, you, yeah. you hate him. And I'm like, I'm always stunned by by actors who. I mean, he, yeah, that. he's the villain in the morning show as well. So like, now we're seeing mm-hmm. him do a lot more like mm-hmm. um, antagonist leaning things, like. Way way back, the um, the morning show and Foxcatcher. When we knew him so long as ah, Kelly Clarkson, funny like forty <laughs> year old virgin, yeah. uh, Michael Scott. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's let let's talk about the cast for a second. So, sure. Steve is like the villain, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, main. Oh, uh, I didn't even mention that the movie literally stars Liam James. Liam James. Like yeah. I did not even mention him yeah. because why? He's bad. Well, <laughs> and he also, I mean, he doesn't, nothing, everything happens around him. Right, right, he right. Just kind He's of, sort of like a vessel you know, for things happening at him. I mean, the the protagonist of a story is supposed to have, an, have a change, right? Yeah. That's the whole idea he of does. the protagonist. I would say he does. I would say he does. However, he does, but he doesn't. He sort of, he, he built, I think he builds a little bit of confidence. And he and he, de- he develops a... He develops a, a, a meaningful relationship with a male with a male figure, and he calls out his mom. Sure, 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 sure. But I think that still, at the end, you're kind of you're you're, you're starting to root for him, but he hasn't quite he hasn't won. You know what I mean? Sure, because he, he I mean, they still drive yeah. away in the end. Um, but all that's to say, yes, Liam James is in it. Um, so um, Tony Collette is just. I mean, I've gushed about her on this podcast before, but she it it, it is true. It, you can't go 
without saying how warm and how naturally like effervescent she is like Mm -hmm. her part is like basically nothing like she doesn't have like a ton of dialogue um and she basically is just sad the whole movie but like these little looks and like the subtleties and the way that she uses Mm -hmm. her face like it's just so like uh, like you just get it yeah She, she 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 really like fleshed out um, the lack of text by using the subtext. And I think that, so this was my first, I, when I saw it back in 2013, mm-hmm. uh, it was my first exposure or first conscious exposure, I should say to Tony Collette and yeah. Alison Janney. Okay. Um, Wait, had you not seen the sixth sense again? I may have, but, but not it just, noticed, it was like, the yeah, first yeah. time I saw a name and I went, Oh, yeah. um, I think that, I think that to say she was sad the whole time is almost, you know, not necessarily a dig, but I think that it, it is those subtleties that make it that make it that she's not sad the whole time, and she yeah. has a, she has a line towards oh, the end. Oh, she's not sad the whole time. Oh. I'm saying on paper. Oh, sure, 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 sure. But I think I think that um, one of the I think one of the great lines that she has towards the end is when she says when she says um, sometimes we do things to 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 protect ourselves, mm-hmm. and I think that that's such a great. I mean, like you know, really, she's in a way she's in a toxic, yeah, borderline abusive relationship, and I think that her emotionally her, abusive for sure, yeah. And her way of handling, I'm, and I remember when I saw it, I was like, I think I was about like four, you know, fifteen or sixteen, mm-hmm. when I saw it, and I remember being so with uh, Liam's character and mm-hmm. thinking like, why the fuck wouldn't you like leave him? Yeah. Come on, like you know, and people don't understand that sometimes when you you get into these relationships that you just you, it's almost no matter how hard it is to be in it, it's easier. It's to easier just, than like, yeah, than not keep the consistency. Yeah, and um. Yeah, I think that that's... And it also, it helps ground the movie in, like, reality, too. Like, there Mm -hmm. is so much heightened, like, sketch-like comedy happening that um, for her to stay with him makes it more realistic. Like, it's not, like, sort of a neatly packaged movie where at the end we cheer and hoot and holler because Tony leaves Steve, right? Um, And then, you know, as we discussed the comedy in it, Alice and Janney... Oh, my God. One of the great comedic actresses of all time... That woman can take a bit part and make it a whole fucking production number. Every scene she's in, it's just like, oh my God, give me more. I walked out of the theater being like, that is probably one of the funniest women I've ever seen in my life. Hilarious. Hilarious. She's (laughs) brilliant. She's brilliant. And and then, and then she goes on to win, to win an Oscar. Yeah. For a dramatic turn. I mean, kind of. That's that character, that character that she plays in that, that part, that um, movie is hilarious as well sure her takes to camera are funny but her, her like <laughs> i think the but the the but she's work like i mean she's she like to do to to get into that is yeah. i mean that's i mean we, i mean i'm sure i know i know you've talked about this on here before and people have been talking about this for years but comedy is so much harder than drama oh yeah and so the people who can do comedy really well can do drama yeah better than the people who do drama regularly yeah, i agree and i think that um that role that she won her Oscar for, which if you're unfamiliar listener, it's uh, she won an Oscar for I, Tanya. I do think it was like, um, it was like, and I've said this before on the podcast. I do think it was a little bit legacy win. Do you? Um, because she is so well-respected and everyone likes her Mm -hmm. and everyone loves working with her. And she is spoken of so highly that like the industry was like, Oh yeah, she got this role that she made a fucking meal out of. Mm -hmm. Let's give her an Oscar. Yeah. Whereas I do think Laurie Metcalf in Lady Bird, I know we talked about how you don't like Lady Bird, but I just feel like she <laughs> <Okay>. gave <laughs> the best performance regardless of, you know, sort of call sheet rank, like supporting or mm-hmm. leading actress that year. Sure. So to not give it to Laurie was like, okay, it feels like we're maybe just giving this to Allison. Not that Allison Janney wasn't 
exceptional uh-huh. and not that i didn't get the best line of an oscar speech ever which i was quoting at you earlier when allison jenny walks up on the podium <laughs> she like she looks out into the audience she scans her finger and she says i did it all by myself <laughs> and that is She's one of my the favorite power she has. Yeah. I, mean, I watched the uh, i did it all by myself <laughs> she says i watched an actor round table with um her it was like emma stone jennifer lawrence mm-hmm. um and like uh, just like these mm-hmm. incredibly powerful women and mm-hmm. Uh, they they started the whole the whole conversation off with um, Jennifer Lawrence. You remember her? <laughs> I haven't seen her in a while. Yeah. Um, which she actually she talks about uh, mother in a very interesting way. Oh, is that what she was like doing publicity for that year? Mother. Yeah. And she I, there's a. Well, I couldn't where, remember if it was mother or joy that came out around the time. It was mother. Of I, of I, and she and she talks about it and she she basically is like we knew it was bad, we knew people wouldn't like it, but we loved being on set every day and that's what it was about. Yeah. And she was like sometimes you just gotta do it. Anyway, I digress. But, uh, but you they, know that like there are a lot there is like mother tribe like there are people who fucking love oh I'm mother. sure I mean that's you're gonna get a lot of that with cult I mean with following any Darren Aronofsky movie like he sure. is behind you know Black Swan which is pretty widely agreed to be brilliant but also like he did Noah that sort of like take on Noah's Ark, Noah's Ark. and he did um, Requiem for a Dream so there's like all kinds of movies that people are like huh. what am I supposed to think of this so sure. That's sort of like his whole deal, but, mm-hmm. but w- within this, within this, the 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 conversation that the moderator starts it with, it, uh, the the Me Too movement had really sort of ha- had escalated. Come to a head, yeah. Um, and he basically like started off um, the conversation with like, so how have you experienced it mm-hmm. and everything? And I and Allison was very quick to to sort of jump on on the uh, you know sort of on the mic and be like, I've never experienced it before. And she was like, but that's not because I am, you know, in any way different than any woman. She's like, I'm just six foot two. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, and I, and like no one, she's like, I'm taller than most men. Yeah. So yeah. she said, if anyone's going to give me prop, like from, they knew that I could, that I could do something about it and punch them in the throat. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and she, 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 and then she goes on to talk about how like she sort of, she used that power to, to create environments on yeah. sets where she could, you know, not like you know sort of fight sort of fight that um and she was on a pretty like mask if you want to like this feels like a little like pejorative or like a little um um like i'm like boiling down the whole experience of westworld to just being like a very masculine show westworld or west wing (laughs) Wing. um i just watched westworld which is why it's on my brain Uh um for all intents and purposes she was on a pretty like mask set for how, how, seven years or whatever yeah that's why she's famous is because of the west wing so like mm-hmm. for her to like you know know her worth and stand her ground is very that makes me happy yeah. um she's incredible and then the other you know comedic relief who you would think is my riddle but actually my no. Rudolph is playing the straight man yeah um is sam rockwell he's oh my so God. funny and my this. first introduction to sam rockwell as well that was it was probably mine too actually i i conscious just, like yeah introduction yeah just it was it, you you sort of you fall in love with him but <coughs> he really me. is so talented. Um, I just, I remember watching the movie and, 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 you know, because it has that sort of, I don't know if we want to get into the nostalgia yet, but you sort of have these moments and you have these people in your life where you see them and you, and you, you sort of fall in love with them. And, and I, you know, Liam has that with Sam in the movie and he sort of, ha- he develops this sort of loving, respecting relationship with someone he looks up to a lot. And you sort of, when you leave, you're sort of, your heart breaks. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, we've all had people like that where it's just, you know, 
even as you know just as friends you know these people that you meet for such a short amount of time and you fall in love with them as people and then you leave and you're like oh gosh and and then it's sometimes you know it you then you think about what what would happen if you stayed and so you know sort of when I like I said when I watched the movie at the time I was Liam's age and you see someone like Sam Rockwell and you go like oh gosh like what would it be like to have a guy like that who just like has it all who's so cool and then now looking back at it, you yeah. know, almost 10 years later and you're like, oh no, he's kind of a loser. Yeah. He really has not a lot going for him. He, he is, he's going nowhere. He's got nothing. Um, and he doesn't really have any sort of sense of who he is. Yeah. And, um, I'm going to, I'm going to push back on that just sure. a little. Um, I'm not sure that it's that he's a loser. It's that he hasn't like. He hasn't, he has, he never owned his, cause there's, you know, those, those undertones and like subtext of, he also had problems with his father sure, yeah, yeah. Um, and he never regained his power. I don't think, which is why he's always doing bits, right? Like that's his sure. deflection thing. Yeah, and he doesn't really own up to that until Maya Rudolph calls him out because there's that yeah. sort of, you know, subtle romantic relationship between mm -hmm. them. Um, so I'm not sure that it's, that he's a loser. It's that just, he hasn't harnessed and owned his, his power yet. Sure. And the reason I say that is because. Um, you know, Liam's character Duncan is like, um, I wish I could stay here forever. Yeah. And Sam Rockwell is like, oh yeah, so you can like you know trudge through the snow and like see that there's no one here. Blah, blah, blah. He's like yeah. basically like what was meing, and De uh, Dunklin's like, Dunklin. Dun oh Duncan God. is like, um, I keep wanting to say Declan because of that great joke that um, Allison Hanny has. Allison, yeah. I just said Allison Hanny. What the fuck is wrong with me? Allison Janney has. Um, and so Duncan is like, I'm serious. And Sam Rockwell's like, so am I, or like, yeah, so am I. Um, and so you see him sort of process like, am I a loser or am I content yeah. here? And he knows, so. he knows that he knows that Liam, if, if he were to stay that Liam, Duncan, Liam, he knows that if he were to stay, he would, he would end up sort of not regretting it. Yeah. And it kind of makes you think about those times in your life when you when you meet people you go places and you're like i wish i could stay here forever yeah and then you revisit those things and you're like oh god no thank god i didn't do that because then i might still be there or yeah but it also makes like a compelling argument for like what is like what constitutes like success right like some people are okay to just sure. like work at a a water park forever yeah of course and so. there's nothing to, obviously you know there's nothing to to turn your nose up at about, right. about, you know, it's, I think it would be very, you know, classist and ableist to, to do something like that. I think it's, I think it's the idea that not that Liam that he would be, like, doesn't like, have that yeah. character doesn't have like everything that he yeah. could have. Yeah. 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 yeah and, yeah. and you think, and you look at, you know, Duncan, Duncan thinks it's paradise there basically. Right. 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 Cause he's young and I even found his young, people. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's just, you know, it's interesting cause you know, you can <laughs> in that scene, you can see Sam's kind of, you know, sitting there nodding his head and being like, yeah, 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 you know. And again, depending on when you watch it, you you sort of relate with one or the other or you're right in the middle. Right. And and you just sort of think like, oh, gosh, like I remember when I was, yeah. when I would think stuff like that. Or yeah. if you're younger, even if you're older and you're trying to venture into a new part of your life, you could be, you know, definitely sympathizing with with Duncan and, and just, you know, being torn and. It's a very right. interesting dynamic that it creates, not only between the characters, but also between the, the, the viewer and maybe themselves. Right. Mm. Yeah, there's, there's, there's like an odd spell about movies <laughs> that take place in the summer. 
It's just oh, it's like yeah. th- so much of summer is linked to like nostalgia. Yeah. Um, so like when you watch him, like, you know, have these little moments, these awkward moments with Anna Sophia Robb. And yes. You watch him like, you know, become the hero of his, like <laughs> you know, summer water park job. They are like, oh, like, ah, that was me once. Yeah. And then, but there was, so there was the, the theme of nostalgia is always obviously like running through the veins of this movie, but also um, something that I thought was like very real that they touched on very well was like the ability of people to bond over like shared experiences, right? And the one specifically that I'm talking about is that child of divorce dynamic okay. of like when when you meet someone else who has divorced parents, you can bond with them so easily. Yeah. Um, and I have examples of that in my own life. And um, so I've, I've, you know, I've been there and I think they, they, they played that out so authentically. Like that was their in. Anna Sophia Robb's character and um, Liam James's character, Duncan, they, they're, they're in with each other is their dads have both left their moms. Yeah. And now, um, Anna Sophia Robb's mom is sort of like overbearing drunk and, <laughs> and you hilarious. know, and fucking hilarious. <laughs> and Duncan's mom, you know, Tony Collette is <laughs> with an emotionally abusive boyfriend that treats yeah. him like shit. So it's like, they're both sort of running away from the reality of their parents' divorce mm-hmm. and, and going to this beach for the first time with like a different life. <laughs> um, and so that bond, I feel like, is really like a nice emotional um, truth in the movie that that keeps it from just being like another um, coming of age film. It's like those things that like, you know, the tethering to reality of Tony not leaving Steve like that. Yeah, I'm going to stay with him because it is easier or whatever yeah. it may be. There's that. There's the nostalgia of like, you know, what what my life could have been, what it already has been, what mm-hmm. it could be. And then... Um, this sort of, and I know that you've never experienced divorce, but like, um, the, that bond is so easily relatable to someone who's gone through that because that really does happen. Like you find other people that have gone through the same thing. You're like, Oh my God, I'm not alone. And then you become, you know, usually fast friends. So sure. Which, which I think one of the things that the movie sort of, at least at that age, like I wish there was more between the two of them. Yeah, same. That I, that's actually what I was going to I'm so glad you brought that up because I feel like the one downfall of the movie is the underfleshed out relationships. Yes. In um substitute for like bits. Like there's a lot of like sort of sketchy of bits, yeah. sketch comedy bits mm-hmm. in there. Um I think you see I think you see Duncan snap at Steve Carell's character too many times where you could have, you know, I don't know, you could have seen some more development between the two of them, more interesting conversations. I mean, we talked about this <laughs> While watching the film, yeah, about um, between Duncan and Susanna, you're talking about. Oh no, no, no! I'm ta- well. I, I guess I started with that thought, and then mm-hmm. I, you know, Jumped realized to. that. So like, who? Which relationship are we talking about now? Uh, well, first of all, well, Duncan and Susanna, yes, mm-hmm. but then also just Duncan and um, Trent, Steve, mm-hmm. Steve Carell, mm-hmm. um, like especially at the at the uh, the party. You know, there right. are moments that where conversation you know, could have gone a longer for sure. Conversation could have gone a lot longer. I think that, and and with the you know the sort of two the two younger leads. Yeah. I think that there could have been not that there needed to be some sort of full fledged Greece style romance, but yeah. just you know it seemed like she was she was there and she was waiting and and I think that he you know he obviously didn't invest any sort of any sort of time into it. Um, and also the the payout of Sam Rockwell and Maya Rudolph getting together like that final like you know like mm-hmm. deep chat. 
I don't, I didn't feel like that was fully earned. Like it was like, okay, no. like we saw like little, you know, inkling of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't like, I didn't think it was like fleshed out enough to like, and I guess that's why we never yeah. really see them like get together because it would be ridiculous to like have them, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. making out by the end of the movie. Yeah. I just kind of wish, I just, I think uh, because I love the movie so much, I wish it was, I wish there was more. Right. I just right, wish right, there was right. more. I think that, I think that Nat and, and um, Jim, I think they wrote it, they wrote it beautifully. Yeah. I mean, and, it's so charming. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's a great way to put it is it, it's charming. I think everyone in the movie is charming. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's really funny the way they, the way they write the characters to almost make, almost make fun of themselves or almost make fun of the archetypes that they are playing. Yeah. And then also just within that, the, all the extras are pe- people. They're like people who were in Cape Cod at the right place at the right time. And you can see it clear as day yeah. that they were like clap. And the kids were like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. and it's just, I think it has that sort of charm. It has that sort of hometown yeah. feeling to it. And I think that it's, I think that it's, while well, it's, it's comfortable and it's nostalgic, as we yeah. said, it also, it has that sort of almost a more, almost a more sophisticated sense and, and, and self-awareness yeah. that I think is really alluring. Yeah. Um, it's not like, wonderful. it's not earth shattering, but like the drama, no. the drama parts of the dramedy feel very real and connected to something mm-hmm. real. And the idie, the comedy parts of the dramedy <laughs> yeah. um, are so funny. Like the jokes yeah. really are so funny. And that's why I think it's sort of like a, it's like a, it's almost like a precursor to, to a movie like Crazy Stupid Love. Sure. Because it's like Crazy Stupid Love has like big laughs. Yeah, but it's it, it's really drawn out. There's moments that make you absolutely cry. There's like four couples to follow. There's so many subplots that you're just invested in, and it just I mean that's like that movie's like you know two two plus hours. Yeah, and I think that this is sort of just. Um, and I mean to call this a precursor to Crazy Stupid Love might be the wrong order, considering Crazy Stupid Love came out like 2011. 2011. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, I, get what you're I guess saying. in yeah. the uh, in, in that your style world. Of, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think it's they're sort of in the same vein, mm-hmm. but they uh, I, I think that they're they're also different, in, and I think that's on purpose, which is good because you know not that they were trying to write the same movie, but it has a similar feel. Um, but uh, it's just sort of more uh, p- playful. Yeah, and it was also I mean it was distributed by Fox Searchlight, who also did you know Little Miss Sunshine and Juno, and it sort of has that similar feel. Mm-hmm. I mean, Juno is obviously the best screenplay of the three of those, I would say. Um, and so Little Miss cool. Sunshine has more dramatic gravitas than The Way We're Back, but it does sort of have like a mix of those two. It has the quick, whippy um, dialogue of Juno, but the like the emotional payoff of Little Miss Sunshine. So it totally makes sense that they were like sort of marketed. They're a you know. Um, Produced by that or distributed by the same studio, mm-hmm. um, starring Tony Collette and Steve Carell. <laughs> right, right. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's like they they know the style and they, I think they know the the genre that they like to to exist in. And I like I said, it's I think th- all those movies are are comfortable, but they still challenge you in a way because I mean Ju- Juno has has you know teen I mean, pregnancy I is I the mean, central which theme. is which is daunting. That's yeah. a, a such a daunting topic. But I think that it, it still exists within a world that you can relate to. Right. Um, and, and in general, like, I mean, I just think like Diablo Cody is the best screenwriter of all of those people. But mm-hmm. that's just, that might be personal bias. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? What other parts? What, what's your least favorite part? 
my least favorite wait part? my favorite part is do we even say what your favorite part was or do we like i don't think so just sort of spiral <laughs> okay quickly what's your favorite part well i remember well so i remember as we were watching it the part that came up where where um nat faxon is is at the top thing when i remember when i remember back to that i remember laughing so hard thinking that was so funny like yeah. what a dude like was such a guy yeah and then watching it now i was like oh it's actually not that's that's actually a little objectifying yeah a little yeah weird. and, and okay, thank I, God. I don't i actually don't like it very much anymore um, but I was what I really loved was home. It just feels out of place. Yeah, it's like it's unnecessary. Really, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna do this like girls gone wild sure. bit here, like showing the kid how to be a man. Right, know? right, right. But I, I think that watching it now, I was, I was really able to like sort of hone in more on Tony Collette's and um, uh, <laughs> Amanda Pete. Al, uh, Allison Janney. Allison Janney. <laughs> wow, like, not a real fan. That happened. Um, like their moments, like their sort of more. Mm-hmm. Their you know, I think Allison is is broad but specific at the mm-hmm. same time. Yeah, a great example being at the very end when she says, "I think you're great. You yeah. are great." Yeah, like she goes from "I think you're great" to "No, no, no, you yeah. are great." Yeah, objective. Um, and um, Tony Collette's just her 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 ability to take. To take any scene and make it her own without stealing the spotlight at the same time. Yeah. And um So generous. Just like all of her I think the 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 fire the fire scene, I think just watching watching Tony struggle with the I'm hurt because I think my boyfriend's cheating on me and also how do I continue to enjoy the party without making because she clearly is one of those people who you she doesn't want to make anyone else uncomfortable. Yeah. And so she sort of wants to keep the mood. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a really beautiful moment. And then also just Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Um <clears throat> throughout the whole movie uh, he has the whole film uh if you will um he has he has so many moments of uh uh just um this sort of um no, like knowing yeah uh uh yeah the like, whole wisdom or like yeah yeah and i just i think that that's um the whole time you can tell that he's going to be a mm-hmm. good influence but he like yeah. still you know approaches it with such levity it's great yeah um yeah levity i think my favorite part is life three one is anytime allison janney's on screen yeah um especially when she like <laughs> one, of my, one of my favorite jokes is um that's exactly exactly the kind of suit i was wearing the first time i got pregnant <laughs> um obsessed and then i love the little like speaking of scenes that feel like sketches chad i want to go in the water <laughs> yeah baby I- i'm what i'm in the middle of tossing, tossing. like what do you say we talked about this this. and she goes okay he's being weird yeah obsessed with that so So stupid and so funny um and then i love um sam body blocking um sam rockwell body blocking yeah uh, duncan at the end when steve Mm curls like let's go Mm -hmm. and he steps in front of him just like so simple and just oh i love it um brilliant brilliant moments i think yeah that i think that nat nat and jim are Really, I mean, I don't want to say clever because I feel like clever seems like almost juvenile, but like mm-hmm. I think they they are really I think they are really smart in the way that they write. And I love Nat in um, Friends from College. I think he's the underrated. Okay, okay, roll your eyes harder next time. Give it a chance. Ugh. Watch it once. I know I haven't watched enough. Yeah. Okay. For those of you listening, if you're still listening, which uh, Dilly's a little bitch you. sometimes. And um, he says, and I quote, I don't want to watch Friends from College because I'm actually getting up and walking away. Okay, so stop talking. (laughs) He says, I don't want to watch Friends from College because I don't like Billy Eichner. Well, let me tell you, Dylan, Billy Eichner is the straight man in this show. Fred Savage is the funny one. Unreal. Anyway, a lot of respect 
for Nat Faxon. All right. What? what? Oh. I'm sorry. Where, where yeah, are we? Go to bed, old man. <laughs> it's past your bedtime. Um, awards report card, real mm-hmm. quick. The only like main awards. <laughs> Zero. <that it> was... <laughs> no, it got a couple Critics' Choice. Okay. Movie or nominations. Best comedy. Nice. Best actor in a comedy for Sam Rockwell. Great. And you ready for this? Best young actor or actress for Liam James. Oh god, like, girl, he's that so bad. Um, you know, yeah. he's he's angsty. That's one word for it. <laughs> blink, 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 blink. It might blink, be blink. generous, I guess. Um, what else? Anything else that you wanted to bring up about this movie? I just i i I think it's sweet. It's charming. It's fun. It's funny. Mm-hmm. And I think it hits home in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I think it's 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 an easy watch. It's such yeah. an easy watch. Such an easy watch. And I would say that the one thing that makes it less successful than sort of some of these like, you know, now legendary coming of age movies mm-hmm. is that it's not quite specific enough. Like I wish they would have like fleshed out a little bit more about this, like them bonding over their parents' divorce or them or him being at the water park more often. Like that experience of working in a water park mm-hmm. is so specific. Yeah. But they didn't, they, they sort of like half focused mm-hmm. on it. So like if they had really, you know, made that the primary focus or the, the, the A story, mm-hmm. then like made the B and C story sort of like Anna Sophia Robb and Steve Carell, then I feel like it would have been a bit stronger because then you're, you're sort of, you're fully on board as Duncan mm-hmm. being the protagonist, the one who's going through the main emotional arc, right? Yeah. So I think if they had leaned into that a bit more, then I feel like it would have been like one of these, one of the great, you know, coming of age movies like yeah. Little Miss Sunshine or like Juno mm-hmm. or like Lady Bird or like even, um, even like something like Call Me By Your Name where like um, it's, mo- that feels more like a, like a, a drama drama, like almost like a melodrama drama. It's so specific in the experience that it, it, mm-hmm. it, it brings it to like new heights, right? Like that's what makes something truly universal. I think is when it's like highly specific. It's like a, it's like a almost famous as like as almost famous. Like that's, that's such a, a great, great example. That's a great way yeah. to sort of build a world mm-hmm. and sort of be able to talk. About that's actually a perfect example because they use mm-hmm. like the phone calls back to mom, mm-hmm. the beginning scene with the sister. Like they use that stuff to show you what the family dynamic is while still making the road trip story mm-hmm. a yeah a and story. you wish you wish you know you don't want to be slapped across the face with with sort of like their feelings but i think that right. what the movie doesn't do is talk about them at all yeah, yeah and yeah. you just that, sort of it we're sort of shown yes there's a lot of, like of left to our yeah, 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 yeah um and you obviously you always you know you want to show you don't tell but i think that they show so much that you're like oh i could use a little telling yeah. And or maybe or maybe it's that there's a lot of telling too cuz like it does get a little expository in the dialogue sometimes, which is why I like Tony so much in this is because she mm-hmm. she takes what she has and adds so much to it. But our last segment. Mm-hmm. If people liked The Way Way Back. Way, way back. What might they also like? That's a great question. What recommendations could you make? Well, I've got a stack of DVDs right in front of me that I think they would all like. <laughs> Including the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy and School of Rock, which we've and already talked about School of Rock. We already had School of Rock. Princess Diaries 2, 2 and Braveheart. Strike an elegant pose. That's all I remember from Princess Diaries 2. When they're like having their musical moment on the... Have you seen Princess Diaries 2? Uh, no. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Is that when they ride their mattresses down yeah, the staircase? and that's when they're singing. When Julie Andrews sings her like one line. With Julie her. Andrews sings? For like a second. 
I'm I'm saying in general. You're doing a bit. It's funny, right? <laughs> the hills are alive. It, it was funny until she lost her voice, you insensitive fuck. I'm so sorry. With the sound of music. Kirsten, please be a guest. Um, <laughs> that's a really niche joke ah, to this, ah. for this audience. Um, do you have any suggestions? Um, let me see. I'm trying to think of like other like... My other one was going to be Little Miss Sunshine. <laughs> Why did my mind just go to... I was thinking Cape Cod, and I went, oh, Manchester by the Sea. Oh, bitch. <laughs> what a pivot. <laughs> that is a drama. Ain't no idiot about that. There is no idiot whatsoever. Um, a drama. That is a capital D. D-R-A-M-A. Drama. <laughs> As you were smiling, I was like, what is he spelling? Asthma. <laughs> Can you imagine if the, the screenplay of Manchester by the Sea was made into an ASMR? I could. Oh, my God. What about when he like when when the house is on fire? He's like, oh no, no, no. Or when Lucas Hedges is having his panic attack in the freezer, <laughs> it's just like crinkling peas. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we're we're going to hell for that. Um, uh, this gorgeous drama. Lucas um, Hedges. Where did he go? We're so reductive. Who? Lucas Hedges. Lucas Hedges. I feel like he came and he went. He did like he did Are like a serious? bunch. He's of... like Hollywood's new it boy. Yeah, but what was the last movie he was in? Waves. Oh shit! Um, and also, I feel like he did like three movies in a year. I yeah, feel like, he did. I feel like the he did it, Ben is back. The um, it kid comes in, does like three movies in a year. Timothy Chalamet wasn't Lady Bird, Ben is back, and um, um, conversion therapy movie all in the same year. Boy erased. <laughs> so I was like, is that what movie. it's called? <laughs> no. Was uh, that all in the same year? I feel like that was all because it seemed like it was boom, 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 and then Manchester by the Sea and Waves. Those were all between like 2016 and 2019. But anyway, if you liked Way Way Back, yeah, you would love Manchester by the Sea. <laughs> um, no, I think it's it's tough. I feel like it's almost like you would. I, my mind kind of goes to like, uh, like you'd love The Sandlot. Okay, you know what I mean? No, like yeah, stuff that's, that's like great. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's sort of that summer loser kid. <sighs> loser. I say the word loser. I don't mean. Okay, you literally are so reductive so on my podcast. Mean. I'm so mean. Um, you just like stuff like that where it's like he has a bad relationship with his with his stepdad as well, um, and sort of just like battling with this like sort of you know uh, self esteem and finding out who you are. Yeah, at, yeah, yeah, that age. Yeah. Um, um, and uh, yeah, like I, I love the Sandlot. Gosh, um, I want to. I my I went to Goonies in my head, but I realized that's actually kind of not at all what it's like. But now I'm just in this trip of like 80s, you know, teen movies. It's okay. Um, which I just watched Clueless for the first time. Oh, obsessed. Uh, give credit to my lovely girlfriend who showed it to me. Don't tell and me. Th- Taya. Oh Thea. my gosh. How dare you? Thea. There it is. Thea. Thea. Jesus. I always, I can see it spelled in my head and I no. always forget how to. It's like the word. Thea. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Thea. Thea. Um, it's actually Althea. That's the uh oh well you know what her initials are tell me amc there you're you just telling me this now i know right okay i'm literally obsessed with her uh me too um relax <laughs> but so we watched clueless um and that was that was you know she she talked about it like it was you know god's gift to earth mm-hmm. and i watched it and i again thought it was very charming and i thought it was fun i thought paul rudd was great um and i thought alicia silverstone actually and Brittany murphy Gave Ugh, wonderful performances. Fucking Brittany Murphy. But nothing happens. <laughs> in what? In Clueless. 
Oh yeah, the no, whole movie. Happens. The movie ends and you're like, nothing occurred. It, no, Literally, it's just it's just a teenage comedy. Yeah. And I, and 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 that's the it's thing a, about like a, it. It's basically like a Brightback movie. And you love it. Yeah. You watch it and you go, wow, nothing occurred, and I'm so grateful. The thing for about that. that movie is like, um, directed by a woman, showed yeah. like, you know, three female protagonists. Mm-hmm. It was like it was it was big for like women in film. I think is why it's yeah. such a cult classic, and also the fashions. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't. It also it doesn't reduce. I don't think it reduces the women. Right. It doesn't reduce the women. Right. Period. Right. And I think that what's great. It, and there's the scene in the car. And there's two shares. There's. Do you believe? And then there's Cher Horowitz. Cher's in the movie. No, bitch. The character's name is Cher. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not like it's Cher, bitch. Oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, <laughs> God, you fucking yeah. idiot. Okay, okay. Well, what I was saying is that the the, the scene in the car when she, when the guy is trying to come on to her, and while that is the, you know that's obviously very uncomfortable and and you're just and, a whore who can't drive. <laughs> is that what it is? No, you're just a slut um, who can't drive. You're a virgin. Virgin who can't, can't drive. Jesus, oh my um, God, I'm the opposite. But um, he get you know it's uh, probably you know it could be traumatic or triggering for some people. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way the way that she you know the way that she handles the situation is is. I don't want, you know, a great given the circumstances in mm-hmm. a way. And I think mm-hmm. that it's, you know, I think that the way that they portrayed her character is she's likable, she's smart, and she's powerful. And um, there's really nothing, f- I mean, there's like some fluff about her, but at the same time, there isn't. Mm-hmm. And I think that she's very intentional and I think she's very assertive when she needs to be. And she's, she's I don't want to say calculated, calculated, I feel like it has a, has a negative connotation. But I think she's very smart. And I think that, um, She's kind of like a, a character that, that, that young women can look up to. Yeah. In a way. And it's I think Clueless cool. is good. Um Clueless Sandlot and Manchester by the Sea. Yeah, that's quite the mix. That's a viewing. Um I would say probably the Spectacular Now. Um, that movie with Miles Teller and what's her face from Big Little Lies? Um Amy Adams. Nope. What? Laura Dern. Girl. Amy Adams. Goodbye. Um <laughs> Shailene Woodley. Um, I think those are the two I people like in that. I like the her. Edge of Seventeen, which is that movie with Haley Steinfeld and um, uh, wow. Woody Harrelson, which is like literally mm-hmm. a movie about like a fifteen-year-old like yep. befriending her teacher. So it's like very same or like mm-hmm. age working through like you know adolescence, blah blah blah. Seventeen again. Seventeen again. <laughs> the Zac Efron movie. Um, no, and Eighth Grade, which is another one where I think like a a, a child develops a relationship with mm-hmm. in this case it's her father and he helps yeah. her sort of like you know own her it's fun fun fact uh similarly i think the reason i don't know if you want to get into ladybird but hold on hold, before i lose this thought yes what's crazy is and this is how i got there ready here connect the dots with me eighth grade was directed by um bo burnham who dates laureen scarfina who was thanked in the special thanks of the way way back i was like look at that hmm, i wonder what her involvement was interesting anyway, uh scarafina i always forget how to yeah laureen aquafina yeah (laughs) um i uh i think i i I loved eighth grade again i don't want to say i didn't like ladybird Mm -hmm. i didn't love it fine and i think part of the reason i didn't i wasn't drawn to those movies as much is because i i didn't go to eighth grade Everyone, everyone saw eighth grade I and they said, right. "Oh yeah. my gosh, middle school! Yeah. That was That's me in middle school." Yeah. And I was like, "Okay, cool, 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 cool." And I think with Ladybird, I think that I couldn't, 
you know, I, I see, I see these, these characters and I go, and you I go, don't okay, really have I, anything I, connected. I You're right. That. But I, but I, you know, I'm obviously able to watch it from an objective perspective and be like, that's yeah. a great film yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. It just didn't um, hit you. It, just, it didn't strike the emotional core. Yeah, yeah. I didn't leave. I think the most, the most effective, effective part in eighth grade for me was when she was, uh, at the pool party or the no, bonfire when she, um, her she dad, her dad like bust through the door. And like, you know, whatever that really affected me because I saw like this father, you know, trying to, you know, comfort his daughter. And I thought that, that, that really affected me in that, um, Scafaria. That's her last name. I just thought of it. Oh, there you go. Lorene Scarface. Yeah. Lorene Scarface. Lorene Al Pacino. (laughs) Scarface Aquafina. Lorene Aquafina. Scafaria. Al Pacino. The Godfather part three. Goodfellas. Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. (laughs) That's her name. That's her name. Anyway. Do you have anything else that you wanted to mention before we wrap this absolute train wreck up? <laughs> Just kidding. This is a blast. I will say we could get to Kevin right from uh, uh wait. Okay. So let's do a quick round of Kevin okay. Bacon. Okay. Is it so just movie to movie actors within movies? It's actor. You pick an actor and you have to get to Kevin Bacon through movies, through movies. And okay. you can only have five is like technically the rule. Okay. Give me an actor. Uh, gosh, uh, Kevin Bacon. Um, let's do, uh, uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson. Oh. Samuel Jackson was in Glass with James McAvoy. James McAvoy was in X-Men First Class with Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Boom, bitch! <laughs> Boom, yeah. bitch. That's brilliant. All right, you ready? Yeah, let's go. Um, wow, you went, um, you went that direction. Wow. Kate Blanchett. Oh, Jesus Let's Christ. go back to our girl. Oh, my God. Uh... Uh, oh, why do I feel like this could be really easy? Kate, uh, she's in, um, oh, there's a huge, there's two huge entry points for Kate Blanchett. She was in, was she in Benjamin Button? Yep. That's not the one you were thinking of. No, but that does have big stars. Uh, who should play opposite in Carol? Who is that? Rooney Mara. No, I'm not going to go that way. Bum. Um, Kate Blanchett was in Lord of the Rings and Marvel. She's okay. part of two huge franchises. X-Men or Marvel and she's Galadriel in Lord of the Rings. No, in, in Marvel. Who's she in She's the, the villain in um, Ragnarok. I've never seen the Thor movies. Uh, they're the only ones wrong with you. You know Ragnarok is seen. directed by Taika Waititi. Yes. Who's also on my pantheon. I, he, I, he, if he got down. And who could... Me. Yeah, he could. Ruin, uh, he, he could, could ruin. Every I was gonna hole. say he could peg me, but then I realized yeah. he has. He doesn't need to. Yeah, he, he, has, to. he does have a, a male penis, a yeah. human male penis, and not yeah. all males have penises. Yes, just so we're clear. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay, yeah. If I was listening to this, I would stop listening at this point. <laughs> um, Brad Pitt was in Ocean's Eleven with um, with uh, with a uh, let's go, let's go, um, let's go. I'm an idiot. Oh, God. I'm going to cut all of this silence. I know. There's so many people. Okay, you ready? I can do one with Katie Blanchard. No, stop. Can I give you a hint? Yeah. Okay, so if you go from Marvel, Uh you can go... I don't want to go from Marvel because I haven't seen it. I haven't seen Benjamin Bunny. But you've seen more of the Marvel movies, right? Other than Thor? Yeah, I've seen So you can go Kate Blanchett to... Um, Liam Hemsworth oh. to Tom Holland. Tom Holland with Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei with Kevin Bacon. Boom. Crazy, Crazy Stupid, stupid love. love. 
I was that's where I was going. Crazy, crazy Stupid, stupid Love was yeah. going to be my end point. Yeah. And you know, I had to go from girl to girl. My girls to my girls. That's my true. girls to my girls. Girl to girl. Girl, girl. So girl we used to play girl. this game in the break room at work all the time. It's like you it's always use Marvel, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter. Like you, you, you pick these big ensemble movies Who's and that's Kate your Blanchett way. And Harry Potter. She's not. I'm just saying like in oh. general. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we did it. That's a Wikipedia game. You get, you pick two endpoints. You go, I want to go from, I'll say Samuel L. Jackson to flip flops. Okay. And you have to go from that Wikipedia hilarious. page and you can only click the blue links. And whoever gets there first wins. And you can go as many as you want, but you can't go back. And you can, and you can, you know, that's whatever. hysterical. It's, a, lo- oh my it's, God, it's fun. a lot of fun. I did, we did one where we went from, okay, we're literally teaching the audience games, right? I went from um, Cinnamon Toast Crunch I should charge to, listen to, to uh, Necrophilia. Amazing. Bang, bang, boom. You could have gone through me. Shockingly quick. You could have gone through me. <laughs> Things I love. You are. <laughs> Things I love and enjoy. <laughs> Um, anyway, anyway, here Timmy, we are. Thank you so much for joining. Thank me. you so much. This for is such a joy. Yeah. Um, I shit on you all the time, but I do love you deeply. And I love you very um, much. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. I'm so glad we finally made it happen. Yeah. Even though you yelled at me for having two time guests before having you once. That's okay. Um, <laughs> which I should. I'm coming for you, Taylor dear. Oh, we have our first feud. <laughs> we have our first feud in the, it has only by Canon. Canon. Um, okay. <laughs> Goodbye. Love you. Thank Love you. you. Take care. Oh, wait. Where can we find you? At? Let me to us. Let me to us. Okay, goodbye. <laughs>